0: When dudes rock, they roll. Hello, and welcome to the Dudes Roll Podcast, where we discuss everything from D&D to everything else. I'm your host, Jake, joined as always by my co-host, Meyer.
1: Hey, Meyer, what's up? What's up? Um, Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Dudes Roll. Dudes Roll. Simple, pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it nice and clean, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, so this is a podcast, obviously, about... D&D, and, D and uh, we kind of wanted it to center on D&D, but also so we could branch off and do anything else we want to talk about, really. Um, kind of just a conversation
1: podcast about whatever we feel like. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we're both versed in a lot of things. I know we both have our own separate uh, interests, mm. I would say, but I know we do fall on the lines of very similar interests. So,
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, both of us, we live together. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we both run campaigns for our housemates and for online friends as well. And I think we're going to get into that. Um, uh, Meyer, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about, uh, how you got into D&D, um, what you like about it, like
1: when you learned about it and like your first game or anything like that. Um, well, I've known about D&D my entire life. My dad played back in like the eighties. So I've known about D&D all my life. I actually played the D&D MMO way back in the day when my WoW sub ran up and I didn't have a job because I was very, like, I was young. I was, like, 12. Yeah. So Could you, like, choose a race and class on that? Yeah. yeah. Well, w- Do you remember what you were? Uh, I believe I was a rogue. I, I think I was a tiefling rogue in the D&D online. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, now I... uh. My first ever session was actually with you. I've never played D&D prior to our first session that we had. Was that when I was living in dorms? Yes. Nice. It was. And the person that dragged me into that was uh, Jared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, who is also in both of our campaigns. Exactly. But uh, like great dude. Mm-hmm. love it to death shout oh. out jared yeah <laughs> shout out <laughs> no social media so we can't worry really that's true out. yeah no <laughs> social media good for him yeah we'll tell him we showed it yeah <laughs> but um yeah no i loved it the first time i ever played i i've become infatuated with D d as you could you can tell <laughs> oh I'm yeah a- i'm addicted to anytime it. we miss a session i get <laughs> we, i get a text <laughs> this is by far the most annoying thing to me is missing sh- sessions like sometimes i can understand especially with the current pandemic going around like you gotta be safe but
0: yeah we've had a couple sessions where we've missed because people have had COVID scares thankfully everyone's fine no one ever had it but you
1: know just gotta be safe yeah exactly but there's also other reasons why we miss things and it's yes it's a bummer yeah when you miss a session it's always a bummer but
0: it's all about just like like you get hit you get back up you miss a session you you get back there next week hopefully yeah
1: and hopefully not a month hiatus like we have now but this is yeah. true this is true <laughs> no but um yeah that's that's where y'all like i'm a big mmo player i've played wow my entire life so that's where my like love for the medieval fantasy world comes from and right i uh when i originally went to college i was going for creative writing mm-hmm. and stuff like that for video games so like just being in dm kind of all just lined up when i fucking like went for it and i didn't rea- didn't mean to swear but now this is a <laughs> <swear> <laughs> podcast no we're, we're allowed to swear yeah, <laughs> yeah this is i know we are but i just i didn't <laughs> expect it to come out that quickly <laughs> <laughs> yeah right let's have a dinger every time yeah oh we can have a swear jar swear jar yeah. yeah we'll just start a swear jar yeah okay
0: um but yeah so when you first started D, when you played with me uh i wasn't dming that but um do you
1: remember what you played us oh yes i do it was also named high jewel that also can, yeah you know this no i know
0: i know but yeah that's, well that's kind of a
1: leak right now spoiler well, yeah, but, I mean, no one's going to listen to this. <laughs> okay. Whoa! And no, you call no, me the cynical one. No, no one in our parties. That's true. That's true. No one in our parties, to clarify. Mm. But um, I, I, I made, actually, y- you know where that name came from, right? Name no, I where? Jule. I wrote a script in sixth grade, uh, and the main character was named Ijul.
0: And was it like a medieval script?
1: No, actually, it was a post-apocalyptic, like, mutants, elves. There was elves okay. in there. Yeah. It was really cool. And humans, obviously, but, like, really cool concept. Kind of like Highlander, but better, because I'm a genius. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> sixth grade, wow. Yeah. S- someone give this guy a medal. I mean, I wrote 50 pages of a script in sixth grade. Not, not maybe, but I was at the term Yeah, that, that's that. pretty yeah. great. I actually kind of want to pull that out, but anyways... Uh, my first character hmm. was Hajul, he, and he had a demonic last name, so it was spoken in demonic. I think mm-hmm. it was like uh, actually the character sheet's right there if you want to grab it. No, that's alright. Okay, I was <laughs> just gonna try to <laughs> speak it, but that's <laughs> it's just it's just blah 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 mouthing words, right? Just well, like yeah. Well, I know tongues. how to speak demonic though.
0: What you don't know how to speak demonic? No, dude? I do. Oh, oh, you I just you I know just how have to, speak to read demonic? It.
1: I I have to read it. I Can't just fluently. Not fluently, <laughs> but I, I know that at least and I know what it means. But despite the <laughs> point. Um my first character was a warlock. Right. And I we only got to love one, once so we didn't uh, get to mess around with it. But I've been Yeah. Uh as we know, like one of my greatest inspires is fucking Critical Rogue. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. But um Holy shit, I love warlocks. <laughs> they are so fucking sick. Like just some of the things they can do is like beyond awesome right and i, I yeah. want to play a warlock again yeah
0: i've never played a lo- uh, a warlock i've i don't think i've ever really dabbled into a magic user other than um my longest running character i played was a bard and that was um back in when i was dorming like a, a couple years ago but uh yeah, yeah
1: bards always have uh, a negative connotation to them because i are always the person trying to fuck everything that lives.
0: Yeah, and that was never my case, except for, like, one time where I was like, fuck it, I'll live up to the cliche, and it totally bit me in the ass. So,
1: yeah, if you're <laughs> oh a bard God. and you're horny all the time... So, don't don't let fellow bards down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. be better. Be better, guys. Be a better bard.
0: Um, so, yeah... Uh, Anything else you want to s- So describe what your uh, campaign is about right now. You said you're Well, you said
1: you're well, d- well you, we asked me some questions. We got here use. When did you get into D&D? D&D? What was your first character, you know? All Ooh. those questions. Okay,
0: uh so I definitely knew about D&D my whole life as a lot of people who dabbled in fantasy and creative writing always did. Um but I never was like, damn, I should really like um play one or uh or actually like join a campaign until um until uh, i watch stranger things actually
1: really that's interesting yeah
0: Yeah. because obviously that whole at least the first season is very much based around dungeons and dragons
1: Yeah, i'm kind of curious to see if they'll keep diving into that
0: yeah it's kind of floated away from that i the first season is great yeah. There's no denying that, but the second two seasons, no matter how you feel about them, it is a dip in quality from the first season, in my opinion. But that aside, uh, when I joined um, when I joined the college that we currently go to, yeah. uh, I met some people, and through those people, I started playing D&D. And uh, ever since then, it's been a hell of a time.
1: Oh, my God. It's, it's so uh, addicting. It yeah, really is. It is so
0: addicting. It eith- whether you play 5E, which is what we play... Or um, you do like a one-off zombie apocalypse survival story? It's just
1: I've done that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was like my best, uh, one of my best highlights uh, as a player. As a player, was a zombie apocalypse story, and I rolled a twenty, a natural twenty, right when it was needed, like, oh. like on the line, had to ma- make it, and ev- everyone jumps up and yeah. screams. It's just the best feeling in the world, of course. Um, but my first uh, real character that stuck with me who I actually p- sunk time into was my human bard character who I yeah talked yeah, to yeah, set yeah. about earlier. Um, I wrote literally like four pages of backstory and all this personality traits and all that stuff. I really went hard for that one and it was such a good campaign while it lasted, but uh, it ended because Corona started
1: Yeah, and we all got
0: sent home from our dorms and uh, we couldn't stay at school anymore. And then after that, it's kind of just fizzled out kind of sad but you know that's just been how it goes and uh while i was there i dabbled a little bit in uh dming i never fully because i i was always it's a daunting task to dm anything yes of course really
1: um there but are, are a lot of people sorry don't mean no to no, no go for it like a lot of people don't actually realize I haven't DMed before and still kinda new to the game and maybe even long term just players don't realize how much DMs put in behind the scenes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I know I um <laughs> I I'm, I've put in probably like twenty hours into the two campaigns I'm in and only in the I'm only four sessions total in all of them. So and, and that's just saying something. Yeah, exactly. It's just, um
0: it's a it's a time hole that you gotta like sink like your free time into. And even if you like do say, um, you're like, Oh damn, I forgot to like write anything for today, you still gotta do the thirty minutes that you can to write and then the whole entire time you gotta be improving. You gotta be on your toes, ready for anything. And that's honestly where the hardest part comes from. And it's DMing isn't a natural skill I would say. But there is some talent involved in being able to um, riff and improv and come up with things on the fly.
1: Yeah, of course. And uh, something that really does help out with that is having a flushed out like, ward and stuff like that. Like, it, and you also have to realize, even if you make the dumbest character uh, or NPC out of nowhere. Your players may stick to that NPC and drag them out to be a main character <laughs> for your entire session. Oh
0: boy do we know that.
1: Oh god, it is way too much. <laughs> so from that, let's talk about our sessions that we're DMing currently. Uh, um yes. you go first. I'll go first. Um I was I'll be honest, the first this isn't the first session that I've ever DM'd. I did a zombie apocalypse one off. Mm. And my players didn't know how to roleplay. Ah, They went into it and they're like they I kept being like, So what do you wanna do? Mm-hmm. And they'll just you know, they, they didn't really dive into the characters. And I don't blame them. It was all their first time ever playing anything D and D related. It happens, but it was to a point where like an hour and a half in I shouldn't like after you just got into huge combat shouldn't have to <laughs> ask what are you doing? <laughs> you know yeah just
0: be like so what do you want to do now <laughs> yeah yeah it, it,
1: that's what it got to it just got to like okay yeah. um like i guess i'll drive the narrative on yeah yeah, yeah. that that's a thing with new players is because no matter how
0: much you know about D, uh do starting role play it, it's kind of awkward at first it is yeah you, you got to get used to the fact that you're playing a character and you're in a different world rather than just being yourself and um Some players are more able to like lean into that easier. Some players have a little bit of a tougher time. But uh, I I always think it helps if like there is a skilled role player at the table uh, because then it kind of incentivizes everyone else to be like, okay, they're kind of doing it. So maybe I can do it as well. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, alcohol helps as well oh in yeah, that situation. <laughs> it <laughs> so loosens some things yeah, up. Yeah, it, it makes it breaks those social barriers of like, oh, we're not like being paid for this, so why are we doing this? Yeah, and like, I why mean,
0: are you screaming and yelling about uh, your
1: fallen mother or yeah, something like exactly. that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, to, to get back on topic here, because I, I tend to diverge a lot, so feel free to grab me on that at any time. Hey, this podcast is all about diverging true 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 but um my session is in the beautiful world of mula and it is separated into one two three four five five continents this is all homebrew right homebrew uh, well 5e basis but yeah, mechanics okay i'm gonna be honest here i actually don't what what is like homebrew really like I think in my
0: head, I don't know, because I guess everyone has a different definition of homebrew. Yeah, of course. But in my head, homebrew is anything that's not in the book. So, like, if you come up with your own world, like, I'd say my world is homebrew, but I stick very rigidly to 5e mechanics.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think mechanics, I stick to 5e, no question. But, like, Mm. is there a set word for D&D?
0: Yeah, you can buy... um, stories like books that highlight yeah
1: like pre-made like adventures and stuff exactly but is there like a main word like for world of warcraft it's azeroth everyone is on azeroth
0: um i'm embarrassed because i have the books and i've totally read them but i'm pretty sure there is i just can't come up with the name i'm pretty sure if you open the book and it's literally like the first page it says like welcome to the world of blank but uh, don't quote me on that.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, go- I'm turn- We got the player's handbook. Right here. <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do some studying. Uh, Lord Meyer. Uh, um. But yeah. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, I don't. Just skimming through it, I don't see anything. But maybe it's in like the Dungeons masses. So. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. Like, you can totally stick to the actual place and time frame that D and D is set in. But it's all a big sandbox for you to take your toys course, and move them course. in a different way. But um, what were you saying about uh, your world, with the five continents?
1: Yes, so I have five continents, and uh, the only session that have ran so far, uh, so I can't go back, but there's five continents. One is completely plagued by dragons uh, because the war to the dragon realm has been opened a high level council of wizards newly opened right newly opened within the past 20 years so mm-hmm. dragonborns are not in my world yet which mm. is really fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, um and i know dragon are a great um race but i, I mm-hmm. thought it was cool to limit a thing that eventually if it does go like 30 years down the line in that campaign someone may fuck a dragon and that's how they they make a dragon born i'm just waiting for one bold bard (laughs) (laughs) hey it's got to be a bard who else could it be i mean yeah exactly (laughs) because you have to be strong enough to fend it off if you're on that one Uh uh-huh but um (laughs) that charisma though yeah (laughs) but uh basically my word is um you know in most major like his um fantasy wards all the continents are constantly at war they all hate each other because of race and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's separated by like the orcs and ogres have their own side like mm-hmm. they have their own like continent the druids and i'm not gonna say elves particularly because there are some elves on another continent but they have like i can I'm not going to keep going into it, but you get the idea this, mm-hmm. like the continents are separated mainly by race and kind of what they do. So, like, you know, druids take one whole continent, mages have one whole, fighters have thing, And then there's, like, the mass population where dwarves, gnomes, humans, tieflings, goblins, all of them live on one continent. Right. And then uh, the Middle Island is, was, like, the peace area. Everyone went there for peace. And mm-hmm. it got destroyed, and yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you, uh I'm getting a little sidetracked. I'm trying to <laughs> keep a straight head right here. <laughs> but, um I don't want to give too much away because some my, s- well, Jake, I, I am a player character. He, he is a player session. character, so I'm, I'm trying not to give too much away. And but the concept is really cool. I like the idea. Um, let's hear about yours.
0: Yeah, so we've been running mine for a while now. I think we started it like the first week we moved into where we yeah. are living, right? Uh,
1: yeah, Um, just to say one piece. Yeah. I, I can't say too much because my campaign is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Like with with Jake's campaign, we have worked on it. We've been playing it for over We are on 12 weeks. Yes, we weeks.
0: are coming on session 11.5. Um, so we might have done more than 11 sit-downs. We've definitely done more than 11 sit-downs. It might have been around 13 or 14 sit-downs just because some, some – <laughs> you, uh, you guys, I'm not singling anyone out. I don't think you do this, but some people in my campaign's party like to get a little sidetracked with uh, mischief.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I've been known to do that occasionally, but <laughs> but it's all for good cause when I do it. Right. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah. Uh. My campaign is. Uh, uh. I think we we've been trying to brainstorm a name for it. Uh. I think Quest for the Everstone is the thing that has. Yeah. Like been the main.
1: Well, I think that's the name of the campaign, but we don't have a party name.
0: You guys don't have a party name. There's been a lot of back and forth on what the name should be. And and I do not approve of it. There's been a lot of vetoes that have happened. Uh, No no one can agree.
1: All of them are for
0: me. All these vetoes are for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I I will say I do kind of have a little little bit of a say in them, too. I won't accept crazy answers, but... uh, it it definitely has to be unanimous, but yeah, mine, c- my campaign is called Quest for the Everstone, and it's, uh, it's set in a, um,
1: nice little crack, wait for it, there it is.
0: <coughs> that looks like a good, uh, Coca-Cola you got there. Um, what do we got, ASMR now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got you.
0: Very nice, very nice. Okay. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um well, yeah, so Sorry, I didn't mean to
1: interrupt. Go ahead. It's okay,
0: it's okay. A uh, little bit of a soda break. Um so yeah, it's set in like the vanilla D&D world, uh na- Sword and Shield Knights, dragons, uh orcs are the bad guys. This was my first time doing a very full session. And I didn't want to do anything that would be like way too hard for me to keep track of just because I am. I do consider myself still a new DM. Um, so I wanted it to it's just be a story that's set in a world everyone is familiar with. Yeah. Like there's bandits, there's kingdoms, there's evildoers, there's cultists. All that stuff is there. Um, but yeah, we've been playing for a solid, I'd say, 13, 14 weeks now. Um, it's going great. It's, uh, it's
1: a lot of fun for me. Um, I. Can't speak for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a great time. I mean, I have a little problem with a certain player character. Not the person itself, but with the player character itself. And we, we solved that issue very recently, actually. Yeah, that
0: was actually um, on a... Uh, God, what what was it, like a week ago?
1: Yeah, it was like a week ago we did a sidebar <laughs> uh, session while we were extremely drunk. Yeah, we had
0: some uh, soda in us. What, what, uh, d- 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 no, I'm, j- I'm just messing around. <laughs> Uh, so but yeah we, road soda. we w- yeah exactly no 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 <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh, while we were safe at kids. home <laughs> and we uh, had a few drinks uh, stuff got a little heated between um, Meyer and this uh, particular person about their characters in D&D um, and uh, I don't <laughs> I know I don't I don't know who suggested it but we were
1: uh, oh, we I v- did. you did okay yeah because I was just like uh, like i get like I, i'm an argumentative person and mm-hmm. i i think people get that but it's all passion it's love and nothing ever yeah. is hatred when i argue yeah. and, I, and i think people that know me know that at this point but um i i was when i when we argue it, it kind of delays the party a bit and that's that's where, like, and it w- it's not just me that argues, there's other arguments with other player characters that I'm not involved
0: with. Yeah, it's its never a single person who is holding up the party. It, it always happens sometimes, n- thr- usually through natural occurrences. Um, I think the thing it comes down to is just when you have big personalities at a table, um, it definitely tends to, those personalities tend to tend to
1: clash. Yeah. And it, uh, it definitely shies others away, especially if someone likes to take the mic a lot. Yeah, and, sure. and, and I'm guilty of taking the mic a lot <laughs> and because I'm just like, because my guy's a very bold front out in. Do you want to explain your character? Yeah, I, I, I'd love to explain Lord Meyer. Lord Meyer, yeah. Lord Meyer, which is also my current name, but it Lord Meyer originates the name. Uh, just Lord Meyer was my first RuneScape character name, mm-hmm. and my dad made it. It's but it's it, it's a great. Back to the point. He is a paladin. He yep. he was a he worshipped a the god of pain.
0: Yeah, which is um, kind of odd for a pal for a paladin.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I would say it was a bit uh, neutral evil mm-hmm. or chaotic good. What? Um, y-
0: in a way, you were kind of like chaotic. You were definitely chaotic in some way. Yeah. But your morals definitely shifted based on the situation.
1: Yeah. So I was, in the sense, I was pretty. I was a pretty uh, brutal paladin, mm-hmm. more than most paladins are. But uh, I went through a life-altering moment as Lord Meyer. Yeah. And he, uh, he died. He did die. <laughs> But uh, luckily, there was a resurrection stone nearby. Uh-huh. Uh, that, w- that was a
0: fun session. Uh, the other, uh, you saved the king of um, Housden. Yep. Um, and uh, drove away uh, cultist, me- cult members that were uh, disguised as king's guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and the rest of the party, um, you used your dying... Um, uh, health to so rescue the king from death. If
1: you don't know how paladins work necessarily, we have this uh, ability called the layer of hands, and you get a mana pool of it is five times your paladin level. So I was level four at the time, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was level four, so I had twenty healing left. So I could heal people twenty HP, um, and I used it all because we just fought a giant ogre. Oh, was it a Cyclops? It was, um, yeah. It was a big guy with a club. Yeah. So we 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 fought a very large person, and in a gladiatorial arena with
0: like all the citizens of housed in there, yeah, it cheering. Was sick. It mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I was proud of myself. I that was session. naked the whole time too. Yeah,
1: because you were uh, captured. I was captured because I was being an idiot and got captured by King's Garden. They just threw <laughs> me into the pit, <laughs> naked. <laughs> so I had improvised weapons the entire time. Thank God I was. Uh, proficient most of them that i picked up yeah yeah Yeah. but um anyways um so the king uh some things happen Mm -hmm. uh you know i'll leave a little mystery in there some things happened and the king fell from his tower you know how the you have these big arenas out sit there and you know they say yay or nay and you kill the person or whatever the king fell off the tower and he sacrificed himself yeah, he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. He was
0: basically corrupted by dark magic, and in an act of rebellion against it, he manifested strength enough to throw himself off the tower.
1: Yep. And so, in my act of boldness, I had no more mana pool left for my lay of hands, but I had one HP because I got revived by a druid, was it? Was so it it's Not a druid. That was Shaley. Oh, no, Sh- Shaylee's the druid. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Someone it, revived me. Someone they, revived you. And uh, like I was unconscious. I woke up. I had one hip point. and I ran over. And you can, as a paladin, you can sacrifice your health points to heal people. Is that true, or animal. we just is it a homebrew I, of ours? I think it might be true, but <laughs> if I'm wrong, it's homebrew. Yeah. It it makes it more fun. Yeah, it makes it more fun. Um. So I took, I uh, I took three health points because I didn't know how damaged he was mm-hmm. and I took three health points when I had one which killed off my death saving throws and i died died a true death,
0: yeah I guess that would have killed you instantly,
1: yeah because i well technically uh oh cr- no, it's half of your max health it's uh if if it is your full max health uh-huh past like your unconsciousness so like yeah. say I get hit say I have ten he- hit points i right? uh-huh. I get hit for 30, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, no death saving throws, that person Mm -hmm. is dead. Insta-dead. Yeah. So, it, it... that's basically how it goes down. Yeah. And I, I we, we played it for narrative a bit because I had to change my alignment. Yeah, this was all planned. It wasn't a um,
0: – it, well, it wasn't planned 100%. It was still like a spur of the moment. But me as a DM knew what you wanted to do in this moment.
1: Yeah, which also that's one thing that was very great. You need to talk to your DMs <laughs> if you have a problem with communicate, your character. Communicate. Yeah, communication mm-hmm. is key. Yeah. But uh, I didn't like that I was kind of evil. But I also didn't want to be goody two shoes as well, mm-hmm. so I died. You know, uh, talked to some gods, tried to punch one in the face. Yeah, uh, saw my mother, which was dead, yeah. and uh, then I got resurrected to a ungrateful party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kidding. I'm there kidding. was no. There were
0: some great moments, and th- those two sessions are definitely a highlight for the Everstone campaign because one it was the gladiatorial arena s- scene where everyone tried to jump into the arena because our ranger got captured <laughs> for doing really dumb things
1: <laughs> for a second time
0: when we qualify and then um and then you died and uh the next session was the funeral of lord Meyer, where you were knighted and housed in uh, posthumously And my my title for my character is so
1: (laughs) long. Do you wanna say your title? I am Lord Meyer of the Heavy Beard Clan Knight of Houston. Sir Knight of Houston, right? Sir Knight of Houston. (laughs) I have the longest title of any of any D D character. If someone has a better one, please let me know. Yeah, please comment. Yeah.
0: That's so funny. Um but yeah, no. There's the funeral. Uh, the king said some words. Uh, the party also said some
1: words, um, which <laughs> debating on whether they were useful words or not. Yeah, is maybe that wasn't the best idea to let the party improv a speech for. Uh, a, 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 to be honest, we've played we've played about fourteen weeks in real life, but in actuality, we're only like three or four days into it.
0: No, yeah. no, no, no. You guys are definitely uh, like a week no you, you guys are like a solid uh three to four weeks in into your um party. either
1: way it like we don't know each other well let's put it that sure, way sure
0: yeah you guys haven't had a sit down at a fu- at a fire in the woods like and had a heart heart the
1: l- as earlier, i said my my real name uh as like my character's real name and he said that was a spoiler, but that's because no one else in the party knows that except yeah. for one person knows my first name. Which you just gave it away last week. I gave week. it away, yeah, last week out <laughs> of an actual session. It wasn't a real session, it was a sidebar yeah. session to solve this solution. Which, let
0: me just say, I had so much fun with that. I don't remember half of it. That that's fine, but do you remember me like playing epic music
1: like yeah, Lord no, of the Rings it music was, behind it you. Was great. and
0: being like the fire stoke behind you as the wind picks up and and uh slashes at your feet.
1: <laughs> I I do remember I got a little embarrassed afterwards because I got super pissed. Right. Because I was like I was pouring my heart out as a character like mm-hmm. giving shit that I should never give like that freely. Mm without uh, you know, either a zone of truth on me or a blade to my throat. But uh it, it was in
0: it was in character and it made
1: sense for the for the character. Yeah. I, I just I got so mad because I because I kept getting interrupted but that was also his character is an interrupting type of person.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like uh I I was kinda,
1: I was kinda childish about it, I'll be honest and I, I regret that at this point. But nonetheless, it it was a It goes back to the two big personalities. Exactly. We're we're definitely some of the biggest. And the only other big personality we have has nothing to do with, like... (laughs) We're talking about Bruce here. Oh, Bruce? Bruce. I thought you were talking about Alduin. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It's definitely Bruce. Our ranger. Yeah, our ranger is... (laughs) He is a. Uh, you think bards are horny? Oh, wait till my you meet this guy. God. His his backstory is that he stole his father's dick, <laughs> and <laughs> he stole his father's dick and had a mage surgically attach it to his, so he has twice as long as a dick. His dick and is
0: like like twelve to fourteen inches long. <laughs> It's one of
1: the funniest backstories I've ever heard of any D&D. Oh, thing. and uh,
0: the reason why everyone knows that is because one, he likes to show it off like uh, like a it, new tattoo.
1: It actually hangs
0: out from his <laughs> kilt. Yeah. He wears a kilt, <laughs> and it hangs out on the bottom of his kilt. <laughs> but also um, during the uh, the death of Lord Meyer, uh, after the funeral, the king asked them all to meet that him in the wine cellar. And uh, once they're all down there, they met up and he offered them a stone of resurrection that if they um, went to this place and passed trials inside, they would come to the stone of resurrection. And uh, that was a lot of fun for me because I got to write in um, all these moments where all the characters suddenly vanish and they wake up either in the past or in another, um, in another place. And uh, one of them was, uh, and they had to come to a realization a profound moment where they either um realize something about themselves or something about the world around them and uh bruce's was really funny cuz it was him during uh
1: during an intercourse oh with God. a
0: with a um with a i guess what's the word a prostitute <laughs> uh, a lady of the night. a lady of the night yeah that's yes. a much nicer way to put it yes and uh h- the ghost of his father came to him um request he was
1: with this lady (laughs) of the night requesting that he give his dick back yes his half (laughs) of the penis back (laughs) and it ended with um
0: with bruce reconciling that he just wanted to be like his father and them holding each other
1: as they weep (laughs) it was (laughs) it was definitely interesting (laughs) to say the least it would be really cool if um If that character does die, he comes back as his brother and attaches that penis onto his. Oh, whoa. So he has like a three times as long penis. Wow, I got to write
0: that down. (laughs) Well, I'm going to edit this later, so I'll I'll remember it. Yeah, of course.
1: But, um... (laughs) So, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure thing. Um, What is your favorite skill check? Oh, my favorite skill check. See... To one to give out as a dm and one mm-hmm. to have as a player. That's a great question. Um
0: I really do. So what do we got? We got strength, dexterity, well, we can pull up the character intelligence, tab right wisdom, there. charisma and constitution. Oh,
1: I'm talking about like investigation, oh, perception. Oh, I thought you
0: just meant like
1: No, one I'm, of talking, those checks. I'm talking I'm talking
0: Okay, well, let's do the just regular checks first, and then we'll move on to the yeah, other yeah. checks.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll do both. We'll do both. We'll and do both. Um, and make sure you hit what you like as a given out as a DM and uh, uh, doing as a player. Okay, so um, as many people who play D&D
0: have found out or know if you play a specific character, there is only one, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's only one skill check that has to do with strength and that's athletics. It's not anything else, is it? We I'm pretty sure there's only one skill check for strength. Can you... Uh, it's in the back of the player's handbook. Oh, it is? There yeah. Is. Okay, cool. Let's check. But, um, yeah, so a lot of the times is if you... Um, I even though this was back here. Yeah, that's, isn't that nice? If you play as a character who's based around strength, a lot of the time you won't be getting your strength checked unless it's a, um, a saving throw. And uh, I really like to give athletics checks because it's such a skill that, like, yeah. imagine... Yeah, right? there's, yeah, there's strength only one. is... Uh,
1: uh, athletics is the only one that is strength. Yeah,
0: yeah so I kind of feel bad as um, as someone who has played it... who is currently playing a character that is strength only. You remember when
1: I was, like, can it be strength... Yeah. There was, where was a competition where we had a race. Oh, yeah, it's athletics and um, acrobatics. Those are the two, like... Um, yeah, an agility agility yeah, yeah, and it's strength uh, Yeah, it's strength dex. Yeah,
0: and you asked us to roll for acrobatics. Acrobatics, and, and I was
1: like, "Can it just be? Can it be athletics, please?" And I he, was sitting there, I'm like, "Just, just do what I say. Trust me." Which eventually worked out. Yeah, because uh, I, as the NPC that they were going against, rolled a crit fail. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out in his favor. But
0: so I really like to saving throw strength because not a lot of people th- put. Uh, mind into strength but also as a skill check um investigates a great one um acrobatics is fine uh a constitution such a good skill check to just to give people yeah like give me a constitution saving throw is so funny every time yeah
1: because you don't know what it is like sometimes it can be so vague yeah you're like you could literally just be walking down the street can I get a constitution saving throw from the (laughs) party? And you're like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Uh, The scariest ones to me, yeah. like uh, I I will say my favorite to a minute, but like the scariest are wisdom saving throws. Yeah, totally. Because that it's instantly magic is attacking you right there. And you need, you're like, you're in trouble. Well, let me give you my favorite
0: instance of a uh, saving throw. I've had to give in the Everstone campaign. Um, (laughs) I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, got, yeah. But uh, Bruce and Pierce, two of our player characters, uh, Bruce being the ranger and Pierce being the rogue, yep. um, immediately get into a new new kingdom and run. Not even walk over, they, run. Yeah,
1: they actually full out sprinted. They they clarified that. <coughs> yeah, that. They ran to the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> the lady of the night house. The, la- the
0: lady of the night house. And uh, they go inside and immediately find actually they get uh, a woman of the other
1: person's race <laughs> <laughs> it was actually quite funny one's a tiefling and one is a elf uh, a wood elf uh pierce is a halfling halfling sorry. and uh yeah wood elf is, yeah, is Bruce. Wood elf, yeah and they will like okay let's go for all opposite like <laughs> yeah the, the, each halfling, other's race. the halfling with an elf and the Elf went with a half win. <laughs> yeah. and it was, uh, there was some sexual tension there that they knew you need, need <laughs> to solve at some point. <laughs> um, but uh, later on, as a
0: DM, and I think is my right to, I asked them to give me a constitution save because you are sleeping with ladies of the night and yes. that
1: is their job to be ladies of the night. And so. back in the 1600s, no, well, fifth. 1400 it's,
0: it's whatever it's just medicine is not as, as good as it is now as good as it is now and diseases ran amok and um yeah. i want to say bruce the ranger <laughs> rolled not great and i think i gave him like the clap or yeah, something like that Something that went away yeah,
1: you got chlamydia
0: yeah something that went away um pierce however rolled a natural one on a constitution saving throw after, after sleeping
1: with a lady of the night.
0: So, I as a DM gave him advanced herpes. <laughs> now, I didn't hear the end of this until actually the one-off session that we did yeah. last week when uh during during the one-off Pierce and Lord Meyer had yeah. a very great heart to heart that I felt went really well and they were both both visited by spirits from their past and granted something and I yep. cured his uh, <laughs> advanced <laughs> herpes
1: <laughs> which which is a
0: blessing in disguise exactly um, but yeah that's that's one of my favorite uh, stories of a saving throw check um, what about you what, what are your favorite throw uh, skill checks saving throw checks in like in I universe what has been absolutely
1: your favorite? love. Christmas skill checks as a player Mm. because if because if i play it right i can um i feel like agree with me if if this is true to you but if i give like an actual convincing um moment let's say i'm trying to haggle someone sure you know on uh whatever the item may be and i actually give like you would actually in real life if i was trying to get you to come down on a price if i convince you well enough in a character where you would in real life actually bring down your price mm-hmm. like as a dm i would be like that was really fucking good role with advantage sure yeah like, like to actually role play like like
0: i'll do this for you I'll give you this how about
1: that yeah and yeah. like actually make it very convincing if someone makes a charisma like if they're leading themselves into a charisma check and they are very convincing about it, like, in character, and I feel like I would be convinced in real life about it, they always are at advantage. So that's why I like Christmas, because I try my best to see if I can convince the DM that this is what that NPC wants.
0: And that's a really fun use of in-world, in, in world, uh, or IRL, roleplay. Yeah. Um, that's what that's a thing I really appreciate uh, as someone who does a, does DM. That um, applying it to your speech and not just being like, I try to convince him this. Yeah. Like, if if you're like, okay, how do you want to convince him? And actually give a little bit of like a 30-second speech. Not even a 30-second. Just like a 10-second spiel on why you think you should deserve this. That's great. It encourages role play and it also makes you a better player.
1: Exactly. And now, my favorite thing as a DM to give out is I love when people ask for insight checks. So uh, as a DM, I think I need to do this more, but I need to know people's back stories a bit more. Sure. And if I do that, if someone be like, do I believe him to another player character, they can roll an insight check. And if they roll really high, I could walk over and tell them if they're telling the truth, like whisper in the ear, be like... Mm. Yeah, no, this guy's fucking lying to you through his teeth. And then right. that one player character will know that one player character is lying to his teeth. And then that could be a tension that they have. Yeah, and
0: that's another uh, thing to bring up is um, in the Everstone campaign, there has been a lot of infighting. Not saying it was caused by any one thing or anyone like that. No, I
1: mean, well, we... <laughs> I have to mention this
0: because... Um, well, let me let me finish my thought first okay. and then we can get to your... I know what you're going to talk about. Okay, good. But um, uh, say uh, you... Um, say one player character says, I want to go over to the other player character in front of me and grab his uh, coin purse and run away. Me as a DM, um, I cannot r- roll for a player character. I cannot say, okay... Um, you you roll for sleight of hand. I would say to the player character, okay, do you want that person who just tried to sleight of hand you to sleight of hand you? Because I think that gives an incentive to either one, role play, or two, if that player really doesn't want to do that, then they don't have to.
1: Yeah, of course. And and more what I was trying to say with the insight thing sure. just was uh, just... I'm not
0: saying it's equal to what you were no, saying.
1: No, no, I know. I'm just to clarify, it because I felt like I butchered it a bit would be like let's say like are you like let's say you're someone and i'm like hey are you uh uh what like are you a someone that is running from the law uh like do you what do you have something to hide and you hit me with a no i'm fine i'm completely normal i'm like mm-hmm. i look at the dm um, do i believe him yes you know and let's say i roll a nat 20 the yeah. dm Like, should know a little bit about your history Mm -hmm. and should be able to tell me, because i wrote on at 20, but not the rest of the party, because Mm -hmm. that's a secret. Yeah. And I will know Mm -hmm. if that's true or not. And I I don't have to bring it up as a character right then. I could just know it.
0: Yeah, it's just internal for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. And maybe I do bring it up. I could be like, what the fuck, dude? You're lying to me. Mm -hmm. I can see it in your face. Yeah. But either way, that's that's more what I meant by yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and obviously, if it, I would let the other player be like, okay, let's play this out. Why don't you roll for deception?
1: Yeah, and that's if they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but um, that kind of gives away that though. Never mind. Um, as we're going into, we're talking about if a player character wants something to happen, mm-hmm. and. uh <laughs> I have a very uh, interesting yeah. moment. We've talked <laughs> about party fighting in in party fighting, yeah, which is uh, to be expected. Yeah, uh, well, not to the extent of some <laughs> cases. One yes. of our player characters have died by another player character.
0: Uh, two of them actually. Two? Did I? Uh, no, I think um, Alduin was killed by Pierce. Alduin was killed by Pierce, and you killed
1: Pierce. Oh, okay. That's why I was asking. Did I kill? You did Pierce? kill Pierce. Okay. But well,
0: you immediately revived him.
1: Yeah. I mean, me killing Pierce was very understandable because I was sleeping on the church... Uh, pia- <laughs> what, what, what are they called? Uh, uh, pew? Pew. Pew. I was sleeping on the church pew. This is like session three. Yeah, session three. Actually, no. It's session two. Session two. It was session two. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And the previous night, uh, Alduin was killed. Yeah. <laughs> in session one. Yeah. in so session two... I was sleeping on a church pew and uh saw it was a good idea to teabag me while I was asleep <laughs> yeah. because I'm a heavy sleeper, my character. And uh, and Jake asked me, do you want this to happen? And I'm like, yes, but I'm not going to say if I react or not. Okay, yeah. And so I, I let it happen and I woke up instinctually and <laughs> attacked and I roll. I believe I rolled a nat 20. Y- you hand- rolled, if not a nat twenty, really high. Really high, and I drew my sword and I stabbed the nutsack, <laughs> <laughs> and I cut his nut off. <laughs> yeah, you punctured his
0: uh, his testicles. Yes,
1: and after that, I he he did not give up. And I mean, any player, any person that get the gets their nut cut off. Uh-huh. They're not backing down at that point. <laughs> no, yeah, like it's, it's all a, out. <laughs> it's a fight to the death. There's no talking this way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, a paladin, you know, if if a rogue isn't sneaking, a paladin's more powerful. Well, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So it was a face-on face fight while the party was watching in the church. So, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, I, I slaughtered them. But <laughs> and as, soon, as soon as he died, I literally like. I think I was pretty. Clo- I think I punched him, and then yeah. I like stabbed him in the process of it, and then I healed him with the hand I punched him with.
0: So yeah, you you downed him, and then you were immediately like, "I lay of hands," yeah, and I, and I bring him back. Bring yeah,
1: him. it was it was pretty annoying though because I uh, I like I do I want to duel my com- my teammates more, yeah. but in a safe environment.
0: Yeah, that was actually a fight rather than a duel, yeah. a spar
1: but like i i feel like at this point as the history that we have as a uh, party asking someone to duel seems like a real fight at this point
0: yeah i mean um well i should say that um on multiple occasions
1: uh characters have died died yes we've rolled be, before we changed the system we yeah. had a crit fail was a death like if you rolled a nat 1 on a on a uh on a death save. Death save. That was a instant death. Instant but death. We've changed that since then. It's now two death saves. It's two failures, yeah. Which I feel like works way better. Way way better. But beforehand, we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I think at least three people have died because of that. Uh Tofnar, Tofnar has died, Shaylee.
0: Shaylee? Shaylee died from that. Um I want to say Bruce
1: has and I want to say Pierce has. Tofnar has not died. Oh, so Tofnar hasn't. No, we've talked about this. Tofnar okay. has not died. So Bruce has, Pierce has. Mm-hmm. Because that's. Uh, In the. Alduin did. When uh, Pierce killed Alduin, yes. he rolled an at L- one. He rolled an at one. Yep. So, yeah.
0: Uh, and <laughs> me being a DM and on first session having someone roll
1: a one on a death save, I'm yes. like, oh, fuck. God damn it. Why does this have to happen? I had that happen to me as well on my. First session of right. of my campaign, and it was, it was the person that plays Tofnir. I don't remember cool. his other player characters, name. do you?
0: He's like an old man. I want to say, I don't know what he is. I forget. He plays
1: a warlock, so I don't.
0: Um, it would probably be in my what? journal,
1: which is right here. But we don't need we'll to. We'll refer to it as Tofnir for now. Yeah, because that's what they are. Um, we'll, t- we'll just say Jared's character. Oh yeah, because we did mention Jared. Earlier. Yeah, but um. <laughs> He, like, the first encounter they got with instantly went down. I, I think, <laughs> yes. ra- like, round two, they went down. Yeah, and, and it was just a couple bandits, right? Yeah, it was a couple bandits. Nothing crazy. Instantly rolled on that one. Yeah.
0: Which, you know, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, Which, you of just got to
1: know that it's going to happen.
0: But, um, yeah, so we've since changed that, which... <laughs> It's so much more of a relief, but to be a DM on the first session and have a character die, die. Oh my God! It's uh, nerve wracking, and you know I just started giving out freebies because I, I don't want to kill my players. I don't get DMs who go out of their way to kill their players. Like it shouldn't be players versus DM. It should be DM and players versus the world.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you also gotta think the DM is the world as well.
0: That's true, but just being completely antagonistic to your party at all times is not fun for anyone.
1: I I think it's only fun if it's established before you guys go into a session, like before you even start a campaign. Oh yeah, that you're playing hardcore mode. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, I'm coming to kill you. You you better be smart. You better survive. Yeah, and be ready to reroll characters.
0: Yeah, but as us as um, so when we first started, uh, let's see, um. Uh, should we just say our roommates' names and stuff? Uh, we'll, we'll keep it... Uh, we'll keep character now. names? Yeah, character okay. names for now. So um, three of our characters, uh, Shaley, Alduin, and Bruce, yep. um, all have never
1: played D&D before. And deep I've had very little experience prior. I've only had one session.
0: Yeah, and uh, Pierce, I would say, was the most experienced out of all of you. And uh, he's played... I-, I can't speak for him, but he's... I think... I well have played the most D anD D out of everyone. Yeah, here. well,
1: Toughnut has played a little bit prior too because he was in that other session with yeah, you. Yeah. So it, it the but the
0: point is that three players have never played D anD D.
1: Yeah. So it's it's been really hard, and and we've had some issues with their characters as well now because, and I'm not saying that's on them. It's just how a first character goes.
0: No, yeah, and, and playing a and d for the first time is daunting. Like we talked about in the beginning, role-playing yeah. and stuff like that. It does feel awkward to start off, and my point of this whole thing was saying that um one of the new characters, di- one of the new players, died immediately. And to just be like, oh, well, you died make a new character isn't fun for anyone. No. I'd rather just give them a freebie and be like, you... You don't fail your death save. You get back up.
1: Yeah. Well, I rest them. I have rest everyone at this point yeah. except for Toftna. Yeah. And myself, I have not rest myself. Which the other players have resed you? Yes. They. It was a which group is effort. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's fair. Yeah. So we we gave everyone a res, and I got it paid back. Now we just gotta wait for Toftna to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. Oh my god. Um.
0: But yeah, that's all the skill check talk that we have, right? Unless yeah. you want to add anything else to um.
1: To skills. I th- I don't think I added my favorite one to give out. Oh yeah, did. Go for it. I don't know if I did. If I did I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, let's let's go through it. Um but my favorite one to give out is wisdom saving throws are really good to stir up the spot uh the pot mm-hmm. to see how people react. But um I yeah, look forward to make sure. Um I really, really like when people do something dumb mm-hmm. performance check. Ah, yes. Performance checks are so fun. Especially when people aren't expecting them. Like, if someone was like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example where I would put a performance check where people wouldn't expect it. Oh, (laughs) someone says, uh, yeah, I'm going to sneak out the back of the bar drunkenly and go take a piss. Can you make a performance check for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: and it is up to DM DM's discrepancy because, um, you could also say, okay, make me a deck save. Yeah, but
1: you could you you have fun as a DM. You can literally yeah. do whatever you want. I, I like to um I haven't done it much because we haven't played my session much, but like, yeah. I love and. To mess with my players a bit. Nothing that would actually harm them or ever get them in a terrible situation. Just keep them on their toes. Yeah, just more of to be like, uh, a what? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, wh- sure. What are you doing? Or either to insinuate a hilarious role playing moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and they may not have to play into it, but it could. It very, very much could go into a very funny role playing moment. But, um,. I, I, uh, I, I haven't. I just love. I love playing D and D so much, and I've been, I've been searching Reddit and other things to find online D and D sessions that I can join. Yeah. <laughs> just because I want to play D and D seven days a week.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a hard thing to find these days, just because. Especially either with COVID or just being our age, being like early to mid 20 year olds. It's just everyone's busy all the time and we have barely found a way to play, even though we all live together, except for one of us yeah. who is very close to us. So we all kn- we know he's safe exactly. at all times from COVID and all that stuff. But um, just finding a time and day that's that I, I assume that's what every D&D group goes through is yeah. time and day, when can everyone play?
1: Yeah, and it, it's a very tough thing, and it's funny enough we say this because <laughs> we're born into a D&D session right now.
0: Yeah, we're going to uh, play a new session, first session of
1: my the same Ward Mula, but 20 years before the other session that we mentioned before. Right. And it is, um, it is before the giant escaping of the dragon realm yeah which is pretty cool that sounds a lot of fun yeah it's gonna be really cool
0: um but yeah I think uh we've been wanting to do this podcast for a really long time yeah because uh, there's been multiple nights where me and Meyer just like either watch a movie or just hang out and then we just talk about d d for an hour straight without even like realizing it
1: yeah i i last time i looked at i uh, i was looking at the record now last time I looked at it it was like ten minutes and now just looked at it again and it's fifty six minutes I think. <laughs> yeah it's about an hour <laughs> yeah and I'm like, oh my god, time really did fly <laughs> i was not thinking about it and it, we we've had so many good conversations like just sitting downstairs and like after post movie pre movie or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. post session yeah session and just sitting there talking about d and d and it I am very much excited to see what moments we capture on on this podcast about just talking about D anD D or whatever else may occur because we we are D anD D heavy, but I don't think that's the only thing we will ever discuss ever.
0: No, yeah, I definitely want to discuss other things because we we both have different interests. Um, aside from having similar interests, like I'm very much into film and movies and stuff like that and you're very much into um video games and mmos right yes yeah so uh we're gonna get to like talk about all those other things um uh meyer i need to ask you something do you have a um a a monologue of madness that you want to finish off with
1: i um, we this is going to be a little bit we have and i'll be honest with it um um <laughs> uh, but uh i uh there there's something that i want to talk about that i i fucking love about the indie i don't know much about it but it's the fucking astral plane yeah yeah that i and jake you can account for this uh I talk a lot of D&D, but how many times that we've talked that I've mentioned the astral plane? Oh, at least nine times out of ten. Yeah, nine times (laughs) out of ten, I will mention the astral plane. The astral plane is next level insane. And (laughs) there's a few ways. If you don't know what the astral plane is, the astral plane is is a moment in between time and space itself, which... Only a few high-level wizards, or not just wizards, a uh, few um, high-powerful beings have ever entered and returned from. Some have entered and not returned. Yeah, And it's very easy for items to enter the thing. And one of the ways to start the Astral Plane or open a portal to the Astral Plane is to take a bag of holding and put it inside of a bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had a long conversation about uh, ba- bags of holding like yeah. last week, I want to say. Yeah, and it opens a rift to the Astral Plane. Mm-hmm. And my goal is on any campaign and i don't know jake's probably gonna hate me after i say this but my goal is to enter the astral plane at one point in time on a D character naturally right. and and i don't know when it's gonna happen i hope it happens when i'm at high level <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. i don't get <laughs> fucked but like i i always thought about like all the things that have been lost in the Astral Plane over the years of people playing DD, D&D from the 80s, I would really like to see that embedded into someone's D&D session mm-hmm. if if they ever like got into the Astral Plane. Mm. And I think, as, as a DM, I think I will personally do that. Like, if you open the Astral Plane and a character walks into the Astral Plane, if they are able to get out of the Astral Plane, they have the opportunity to take anything. Basically, it will be a free shop Mm. of magical items, beasts. Oh, that that have all been sent to the Astral Plane? Has all been sent. Mm. It will be anything at any point. Because at one point, a certain item has been sent to the Astral Plane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything that has ever been thought of, has been sent to the Astral Plane at one point. Yeah. Because there's so many people that have played D&D over the 25 years that D&D has been a thing. So, well, more than 25 years. It's 2020 in the 80s, so 40 years. 40 years, yeah. 40 years of items entering the <laughs> Astral Plane. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So And it will be really cool to see if a character can actually enter the Astral Plane and make it out alive. That would be really cool. Uh, yeah, and that's my little monologue about the Astral Plane. I'll definitely talk about it more once I know more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I, I guess um, I'm going to have to uh, research more about the Astral Plane, too, and maybe I can uh, move uh, incorporate that into the Everstone campaign. Just give me really two
1: fun. bags of Holden. That's all you need to do.
0: <laughs> which I think that brings us to our D&D tip of the night, which is communicate with your DM. We mentioned that earlier but it's always the best thing you could possibly do. Uh, if you have a player character that doesn't gel with the party or you feel like you are being ignored by the party or in any instance that you feel that um, maybe you're not having as much fun, it's I always give the tip is talk to your DM.
1: Yeah, maybe you don't like your class anymore. Mm-hmm. There, there could be a way that you transition from a paladin to maybe a cleric. or whatever the case may be like it's possible in your case
0: uh you didn't like your character's alignment and i we we worked together to come up with a way for your character to change from worshiping one god to worshiping
1: another yeah and that, that was really cool because like I realized worshiping a chaotic evil God. (laughs) is probably not the best for a uh, character because you like a paladin, because you would be chaotic evil in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, you follow the laws of your God as a paladin. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you repent and you pay for your sins. Yeah.
0: So yeah, just to reiterate D and D tip of the night, talk to your DM. Um, I think that's all that's from, um, all from us over at the dudes Roll podcast. Uh, I guess we could say goodbye. Meyer, do you want to plug anything?
1: Yeah. uh, I'm just going to, you know, obviously check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Dudes Vol. Keep it nice and simple. If you want to be so generous and check out my Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Lord Meyer. But that's it for me.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not really on social media or Twitch or anything like that. I kind of keep myself off that for my own sanity. <laughs> yeah,
1: understandably so.
0: But uh, yeah, no, this podcast is going to be something we sink a lot of time into. And now um, with us doing all the other D&D stuff we're going to do, we're going to have a lot more to talk about from week to week. Which This will probably be a weekly podcast, maybe even more than once a week if we feel like it. Yeah. Or may we may take an
1: hiatus. There's there's no schedule to this.
0: No yeah, no schedule. This is the first um the first episode and it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I I had a great time. Yeah. So I think this is where we say goodbye to you. Um stay safe out there, travelers. And uh roll well.